My name is Sean Thomas. I'm the author of Be More Today, a 40-day guide to a better version of you. As doctor of physical therapy, I've seen thousands of people do great things. They came to me with ailments, physical ailments, pain, issues, and they got through them, all because they decided in their mind they were going to do it. So I wrote a book about it. Your thoughts can make you great or they can make you crumble. Those thoughts actually control everything in your life. I have three things I want you to do. Starts. Things I want you to start doing in your life that you said you wanted to do at some point in time. You said them. Stops. Things I want you to stop doing in your life, which I know you also want to stop. And three goals for your lives. And I take you through a 40-day guide to make sure you take those thoughts for those three things into reality. Now, I put some workouts in there too. Workouts to keep you always on the move because you got to keep moving. you got to stay focused. So, 40 days. Thoughts, workouts, you. And all I want you to do is trust the process and just be persistent. Visit BeMoreTodayBook.com. That's right, BeMoreTodayBook.com. And I guarantee you, if you just trust the process and be persistent, you too can be the best version of you. What's going on, folks? It's your boy again, Dr. Sean Thomas, back in the building. Be more today. Project 40, day number 32. As always, I got to just say thank you for your love and support, for being a part of this project. Uh, 32 days into Project 40. And you guys have been killing it since day one. Today's topic is always on the move. It's my motto. It's my mantra. It's my hashtag. It's my theme. The quote is by Confucius, and he said, It doesn't matter how slow you go, as long as you do not stop. When I think about basketball, one name comes to mind automatically. MJ, Michael Jordan, his airness, Mr. Space Jam himself, the original, the six-time NBA champion, and the best player, I believe, of all time. If you grew up in the 80s, like me, you know MJ was the man. Everything I did was to be just like Mike. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You know the song, right? And my love for the game of basketball started when watching him. Now, I'm a native New Yorker, right? But I connect with players, unfortunately, because my teams have not won in many years. So I remember watching MJ play, um, being uh, shadowed and being uh, uh, announced by Marv Albert for many years, right? Watching him beat the Lakers in 91. And and I was 10 years old at the time. But just watching him just be electric. I wanted to do everything he did. I practiced my fadeaway shot. My switch hand layup, right? Uh, My dunk from the free throw line, of course. Chewing gum at the same time. And sticking my tongue out as far as I can. Whatever MJ did, I did. And to this day, I've only worn one jersey for one player. It had one person's face on my t-shirt from all sports that I watched. And it's MJ, right? My matching Bulls hat, my white Jordan 8s. MJ was it for me. And I loved everything that he did. Even though I was from New York. Whenever Chicago played in New York, I rooted for Chicago Bulls because I loved Michael Jordan. And I remember talking to my uncle about it because he's a Knicks fan. And we just went back and forth, back and forth for years about... The Knicks and the old players that used to be great in the Knicks. But, you know, for me, it didn't matter. MJ was the man. I fell in love with this player so much that I wanted to play basketball in college, in high school. So 
I played ball in junior high school and uh, I made the junior varsity team and the varsity team. And, uh, you know, I was a triathlete in, in, in high school. So I did cross country, I did basketball, and I did track. And basketball was that thing for me. Uh, I just loved it so much. And I was a JV star and I did really well. And, and for varsity, I played, but I wasn't the best varsity player. So I decided my senior year to not play the, on the varsity team, but to do track indoor track finally they begged me for years to do it so I did it but there was still a love for basketball in my heart in my bones and as we were preparing for this meet uh, this New England meet uh, for track and field the meet was on the weekend and it was a Friday and I was playing against one of these JV players who was talking smack and you know how that goes if someone's talking smack to you and you gotta just come with it so of course, you want to play a one-on-one. So I played one-on-one. Now, I have a meet the next day, right? And I decided to forego my uh, thoughts of saying, let me go home, let me rest, let me stretch, whatever, and just play this little junior varsity athlete one-on-one real quick and beat him. And I remember the game was quick. Played to 11. I was up big. And during the game, you know, I'm doing my MJ moves, my vintage MJ moves, doing my things I hadn't played that season. So I was hyped just to get back on the court. But as I'm playing, I felt my right knee become very, very stiff and hot. And I stopped playing for a few minutes to see what was going on. But then I continued playing because, you know, got to finish the game. Won the game, slapped high fives, and I went to the locker room to get some ice and see what was going on. I knew something was wrong. But I had injuries before, so I didn't really think it was too serious, right? Maybe ankle sprain before, various things. So I put some icy hot on it, and I kept moving. The van ride up to Dartmouth the next day was painful. I, I remember sitting in the far right side of the 12-passenger van. My knee was straight, and I could just feel it just didn't feel right. And my coach at the time, Coach Harder, drove us down from New England to New Hampshire for Dartmouth relays. And I was doing the triple jump uh, on the very next day. And I was nervous. But I kept rubbing my knee, icing my knee, and I said I was not going to tell my coach anything until the meet was over because they always say, don't play basketball. Don't do things you shouldn't be doing, especially before a meet. Uh, So next day, I put some ice on it. I went out there, and I was crowned champion for this event. I won this event on 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 an injured knee. And I wasn't aware at the time, but... My future track and field coach for Brown, Ann Rothenberg, was actually at that meet. And she watched me jump and she watched me won, watched me win. And I didn't know at the time, but four years later, I would also be crowned Ivy League champion in college at that same track by that same coach. So it's just funny how things work out. But long story short, moving forward, I went back to high school uh, after the, the meet and told my coach what had happened. And he sent me to go see a doctor ASAP. And the doctor told me that I had a torn meniscus in my knee and I'd be having surgery in two weeks. So this was all new to me because I didn't know about injuries like that. Um, but he said that after surgery, I had to do physical therapy. And that's how I got introduced to physical therapy through an injury. Um, I did not take my time in physical therapy. I did not take it seriously. And I quickly returned to the track and field season that spring to run because I was captain. I felt the obligation to get back out there. And I did okay, but I was not in tip-top shape. I was recruited for Brown University the next year, so I had to get in, in motion. And I, 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 I had to rush and get myself ready 
And over this fear of this knee not being able to do what I had to do for this recruiting life, right, that I had at Brown University with Coach Ann. So I jumped and I ran at Brown for four years until again, what happened? Playing basketball in the summertime, my senior year, uh, I had another knee injury and had to have another surgery on my right knee. Now this is two surgeries. I returned to physical therapy and took it more seriously this time around. So after two knee surgeries, right, both playing basketball, many would say, oh, well, I should have quit the game, right? You love the game so much, but the game's not nice to you. You got to stop and do like less vigorous activities. But I still had that MJ love for the game. I slowly began playing with these knee braces for a while um, in 2002. And I feared that the next drive to the basket was going to be my next knee surgery again. But I wanted to play the game. And I said I had to change my game. I had to pivot. I got to shift. So I did something different. In order to continue playing, I changed my game. Just like Mike, when he got older, right? He worked on his jump shot. He worked on his footwork. I was motivated. Not only did I love the game so much, I said, let me just find ways to play the game. And everyone who says that I can't play anymore, let me just prove them wrong. I remember my high school coach actually in high school 98 saying, that my jump shot was just whack. Like it wasn't, it wasn't good. And all that stuff just drove me, right? So I, I, I practiced, I did different things. I, I stopped driving to the basket, I worked on my jump shot, worked on my footwork. And I joined various leagues. I joined the league in uh, a church league with the Hudson Valley Youth Federation. And uh, believe it or not, as you played that in that tournament, not only was my team awarded the championship trophy that year, but I was crowned MVP. I, me, coming off a knee surgery, off all the naysayers saying you can't do this, you can't do that. I was MVP for that year. Why does this matter? Because love and drive can help you overcome any injury. It may mean changing your game, but it's very possible to be the best on and off the court. Fear may change you, right? But don't let it stop you. And just like MJ says, if you're trying to achieve something right there's gonna be roadblocks he's had them i've had them but everybody has them obstacles don't have to stop you if you run into a wall don't turn around and give up figure out how to climb it go through it or work around it and that's exactly what i did when it came to this thing and you know i don't play ball like that anymore because now i'm just into other things but i know there are things in your life that people have told you you can't do I know there are things in your life that people have said, oh, you shouldn't try that anymore. You're not going to be good enough. You're not going to be strong enough. You're not going to be fast enough, right? I think about the marathon, right? For all you marathoners out there who always said, or someone always told you, oh, you can't do that. Or maybe even told yourself, oh, I can't do that. But then when you see someone else do it, for me, it was was MJ. When I saw MJ come back, change his game and, and, and moderate or modify what he was doing, just to excel at what he wanted to do, I said, man, no matter what happens, injury, failure, what have you, I'm going to go out there and do it. I'm not going to lie to you. Last year when I ran the NYC 50th Marathon, you know, I had high expectations and I self-sabotaged myself for a number of reasons because I was prepared to run the time that I wanted to run. I said to myself, if I don't run this time, I'm going to retire. I'm done with this. I'm going to be done, 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 done. But it's never about quitting. You're going to lose some, you're going to win some, but it's never about quitting. It's always about going out there and giving it your best. Why you still have breath, why you still have the ability, why you still have the talent, why you still have the time to go out there 
and do it. And no obstacle should ever get in your way of you accomplishing your goal. None. There's nothing that you can do that that should get in the way of you excelling to be the best version of you. It doesn't matter how slow you go as long as you do not stop. And that's my charge for you today. You know, this challenge of being great, right? Of, of taking these steps to be the best version of ourselves. On day 32, for many of you, feels very tedious. For many of you, this has been a stressful journey where you're like, oh, I don't even know if I can get these workouts in to hit 26 hours, right? Many of you are in the 40-hour plus club and you're doing your thing, but some of you still have only done eight hours, five hours in the last 32 days. I want you to know it doesn't matter how slow you go as long as you do not stop. And there are many people who tell you you can't. You can tell yourself you can't, right? But it's never going to be about that. It has to be about you recognizing that you have to stay always on the move. No matter if you get hurt, no matter if you have issues, you have drama, you have problems, stay always on the move. And if you just keep moving, if you keep, keep moving, I guarantee you, you're going to make it. One thing I wanted to highlight and leave you with is that, you know, my daughter is practicing to be a better swimmer. She's getting better every single week. I mentioned to you about her swimming in the past, but this weekend I saw her literally, all her friends were in the pool playing around. She was practicing, practicing her strokes, practicing her leg kicks, practicing putting her head in the water. And at one point in time, she found herself in the deep end by herself. And she had uh, these booties on her arm, so she wasn't going to be in danger. But she did see that for the first time by herself, she was in water, that there was nobody around her visibly, because we were watching, but nobody visibly around her just to be like, we pull you out. She had to see on her own how she was going to stay moving to get to a safer place. And the fear I saw on her face was interesting. It wasn't fear in the sense that I had to run in there and help her. It was fear in the sense that she recognized, look, I have to get over the anxiety that I have about this water thing. Because I know what I'm doing in the water. If I can do it in three feet, I can do it in four feet. But it's just scarier to do it in four feet. And I saw her whole mind shift and go through it. And she fought, fought, fought. And she kept moving, kept moving to get back to the wall. And when she got to the wall, the relief on her face was like, yo, I did it. I can do it. And I was just so happy to see her go through that whole process. Because it's the same process for you. You have to recognize that you got to stay always on the move. You're never going to know how great you can really be unless you keep moving through the obstacles, through the pain, through the hurt, through the fire, through the marathon, through all the anxiety, through all the issues. Our pastor mentioned again this weekend that this, I told you yesterday, the 60-40 rule, right? That 40%, that 40%, even when I'm working with my patients, when I push them to the limit, when they say stop, we go more because you have more. There is more in there. And unless you push yourself or someone else pushes you, you're never going to see how great you can truly be. So today, write down something or a part of your life that needs a game change. Right? The same way MJ changed his game, the way I changed my game, the way you probably pivoted at some point in time, you have to change your game a little bit to be able to excel to the next level. As you get older, as you get wiser, as you get stronger, as your ailments continue to pile up, what have you, right? 
Maybe if you have arthritis, you're taking smaller steps now, but you're going to keep doing these races. Maybe if you're someone who says, look, I, I, I weigh a little more than I did before. Okay, cool. We're going to modify your activity for a bit to get you back to where you want to be, but we're going to get there, right? It takes you always staying on the move to get there. But if you stop, you're never going to realize the potential you could really be and really have. So my charge is simple. Stay always on the move. That's my chart for you guys today. I hope you received that. And again, Be More Today is cruising. We are almost wrapping this thing up, folks. Project 40 is, is amazing, but it's amazing because you're the project. You know what's going on. As we're on day 32, I just hope that this has been inspiring to someone. That Be More Today is not just about uh, workouts and, and podcasts, but this is about something that you could actually take and apply to not just your physical tasks and goals but your personal emotional spiritual mental mindset right because it's all about connecting all those things together to be the best version of ourselves so if you like anything you've heard so far please share the podcast with a friend family members etc it's on all platforms as you know and again be more today facebook instagram and twitter please like and subscribe subscribe to our pages and uh, like our pages and subscribe to the podcast and our website, bemorestoday.com, has everything you need about our swag store. If you are going to be uh, around on the 27th of February, we are doing a BMT for BLM run. It's going to be a three, uh, seven, or 11-mile run uh, in Brooklyn, meeting at Barclays at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, but you can do it virtually as well. You know, Just going out there and, and getting these runs in. We're partnering up with our brother company, our brother running group, Spartan Sunday's Running Club, uh, a growing running club in Brooklyn um, and our goal is to go out there and to uh, run unified we're in our uh, Black History Month anything right Black Lives Matter shirts your shirts of uh, your, wherever your family's from represent where you're from your running club shirts whatever you want to wear that showcases who you are and what you stand for and anything that highlights the history and the culture of black and brown people in America and around the world you can wear anything like that as we go on this run to just be unified and to bring awareness to Black History Month and Black Lives Matter and all the things that black and brown people have been doing together collectively uh, since the beginning of time. So if you're around and you want to be a part of that, um, visit our website and just you can you can join. The race, race is free and it's just going to be a time for us to come together if you want to do it virtually as well. As long as you go out there and you hashtag your run, BMT for BLM, uh, we really appreciate it. So Folks, that's my chart for you for day number 32. And as I always say, continue to stay with us. Remember, you're the best project you ever put any kind of work into. And join us tomorrow for day number 33, which is going to be a task, task number seven for our challenge. So in conclusion, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life and continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. journey starts with a thought, a vision, fueled by a why. But what's your why? Why do you want to be more today than you were yesterday? You already know that you have to trust the process and just be persistent. You already know that next level results require next level effort. 
period. But why is today different than any other day? What's your why? How are you going to get to the next level? See, most of you want to make it to the promised land of success, but aren't willing to make the sacrifices. Let me be clear. Nobody said it was going to be easy. No handouts. No excuses. It's just you versus you. It's go time. Find your wife for the 5 a.m. wake-up call. Find your wife for the extra mile you have to do after the workout. Find your wife to face that fear. Take that test. Make that move. Come on, y'all. Your whole life has been a warm-up for this moment right here, today. Are you finally ready to play? You gotta decide to stay always on the move. Less talk, more action. Just be better. Just be more. Be more today. You